Premavahini, Chapter 27 Sat Sankalpa is the path for attaining the presence. For Maya constituted beings, there are two Maya gates the appetite for sex and the appetite of the tongue. These two have to be conquered by every man. So long as they persist, they cause sorrow. All worldly desires are comprehended by these two. So only those who have mastered these two can be said to have successfully waded through the world. These are the causes of all sins. And sin is the manure on which maya or illusion thrives. Really speaking, this maya prapancha or world has to serve only the purpose of just sustaining the body. Those aspiring for liberation have to subdue the senses. Food for guarding the body. Dress to ward off the cold. Says the Uttara Gita. If man, however, gets immersed in these pursuits, he will forget the purpose for which he has come and the goal of all activity and holy endeavor. Instead, whatever activity a person may be engaged in, he must, as automatically as he takes in breath, be contemplating on these lines and should always be aware of this. I am born to serve God and to realize my true self. All acts, dressing, eating, walking, studying, serving, moving, should be performed in the belief that they take one into the presence. Everything should be done in a spirit of dedication to the Lord. The farmer clears and levels the land, removes the stones and thorns, ploughs and prepares the field, manures and strengthens the soil, waters and fertilizes it, and sowing, transplanting, weeding, spraying and waiting, he reaps the crop, and after winnowing and threshing, he stacks the corn. All these various processes are for the sake of the stomach. So too, one must feel that all the hunger, thirst, joy and sorrow, grief and loss, suffering and anger, food and appetite are but impulses helping us towards attaining the presence of the Lord. When one has this attitude, sin will never tarnish these activities. The appetites too will vanish without a vestige of name or form. The taste of food or of anything eaten cannot be grasped if the person is ill or even if the mind is immersed in something else. So also, even if one is engaged in Namasmarana, Bhajan, Japa or Dhyanam, various spiritual exercises, if the heart is full of tamas, dull attributes, or if it is wayward, 
no joy can be experienced. Joy can never well up under such circumstances. The tongue will be sweet so long as there is sugar upon the tongue. If there is the pillar of light, bhakti, in the corridor of the heart, so long as that lamp burns, there will be no darkness. The heart will be illumined in bliss. A bitter thing on the tongue makes the whole tongue bitter. When qualities like greed and anger enter the heart, the brightness disappears, and darkness dominates the scene, and man becomes the target of countless griefs and losses. Therefore, those who aspire to attain the holy presence of the Lord must acquire certain habits, disciplines, and qualities. The usual accustomed ways of life will not lead to God. They have to be modified somewhat by means of sadhana. Look at the crane. It walks about pretty fast in the water. But during the walk it cannot catch any fish. It must for that purpose become slow and quiet and stand motionless. So also, if one proceeds with greed, anger and similar qualities, one cannot secure the fish of satya, dharma and shanti. Whatever sadhana a person may or may not have, he must practice uninterrupted namasmarana, remembrance of the name of the Lord. Then only can he master the natural attributes of greed, anger, etc. All the Shastras, all the scriptures teach but this one lesson. Since the Lord is the universal goal and this journey of life has Him as the destination, keep Him constantly in view and subdue the mind which makes you wander from the path. All good qualities automatically gather around the person who practices control of speech and the constant contemplation of the Lord. See, in the Dwapara Yuga, the Kauravas, even while experiencing the fruits of their previous punya or meritorious acts, were engaged in papakarma, evil activity. The Pandavas, on the other hand, even while undergoing the sufferings due to their previous papakarma, were thinking and doing only punya. This is the difference between the wise and the unwise. The Kauravas were slaves of the appetites for hunger and sex, and the Pandavas did every act for the sake of the Lord, having satya and dharma as their charioteer. Those who are overwhelmed in grief can never feel interest in either a feast or a fight. Similarly, the real aspirant who is immersed in thoughts of God can never taste or even think of worldly objects of enjoyment. Premavahini Chapter 28 A good character is the jewel of human life. 
one must realize in this body itself, before death takes its toll, the eternal truth and the relationship between man and that truth. The Kathopanishad exhorts, Uthishta Jagratha Prapyavarani Bodhatha Arise, awake, get initiated from the great. Those who are agitated by doubts about what to accept and what to reject, those who are blinded by illusion, and those who cannot distinguish between darkness and light, death and immortality, all such should approach great persons who can show the path to understand the eternal truth, the self-illumined basis of all creation. Then this world and heaven both will be merged in the same effulgence. For the sake of this realization, man should have deep yearning and hard, disciplined practice. This human birth itself is the consequence of countless good deeds and it should not be cast aside. The chance must be fully exploited. As the Kenopanishad says, the jewel in the hand should not be dropped aside. When there are many chances of saving oneself, is it not a big loss if no thought is spent on ways of escape? For all those who are really animals in human form, slaves of pride and animal traits, this awareness in time is most important. Delay is fruitless. It will be as silly as starting to dig a well when the house catches fire. Therefore the discriminating individual will endeavor by all means at his disposal to understand the underlying principles, to master the teachings of the great men who practiced the spiritual path, and to bring all this as much as possible into the kin of one's own experience. Without this effort, if one discards the path and wastes his life, it is an insult to the very name of the species. Instead of getting enslaved to the evanescent and the false, and wasting precious time in their pursuit, dedicate every minute to the discovery of truth, the contemplation of the everlasting, ever-true Lord. Such dedication is the real function of the soul. The spending of time in illusory appetites, on the other hand, is the drag of the world. One should not fall a victim to the poisonous attractions of worldly luxuries or the wilds of seductive beauty. One day all these fascinating scenes will vanish as a story unfolded in a dream. Whatever happens to man, education and all the rest, to make him grow and become big, these are of no use for his spiritual progress. They bring about only his spiritual downfall. 
That is why this is Maya Prapancha. Truth, in whatever Maya it is immersed, will only shine more effulgently. For such is the nature of truth. How can we say that the objective world, undergoing modifications every minute, waning and wasting with the waywardness of appearing and disappearing, is eternal truth? So the characteristic of a sadhaka is the attainment of truth, not the search of the unreal in this evanescent world. In this false world there can be no satyachara, true living. There can only be mithyachara, unreal living. True living consists in the realization of the Lord. This must be borne in mind by every man, every moment of his life. Premavahini, Chapter 29 Sahaj Marga and Sadhana Marga are not the same. The Sadhaka should note the distinction between the conduct of the natural man and the aspirant. Sahaj man is one without sahana or fortitude, with ahamkara or conceit, and one who is full of desires relating to the jagat, the changing world, by which he is trying to have a contented janma or birth. The sadhana man is he who is engaged in sarveshvara chintana, Contemplation on the Almighty, as ceaselessly as the waves of the Sagara or sea, who accumulates the dhana or wealth of equality and equal love for all, who is content in the thought that all is the Lord's and nothing is His. The Sadhana man will not, like the Sahaja man, Easily bend before grief or loss, anger or hatred or selfishness, hunger, thirst or fickleness. One should master all the above things as much as possible and journey through life in fortitude, courage, joy, peace, charity and humility. Realizing that the tending of the body is not all important, one has to bear patiently even hunger and thirst and be engaged uninterruptedly in the contemplation of the Lord. Instead, quarreling for every tiny little thing, losing one's temper, becoming sad at the slightest provocation, getting angry at the smallest insult, Worried at thirst, anger and loss of sleep, these can never be the characteristics of a sadhaka or spiritual aspirant. Rice in its natural state and rice that is boiled, can these two be the same? The hardness of natural rice is absent in the boiled one. The boiled grain is soft, harmless and sweet. 
The unboiled grain is hard, conceited, and full of delusion. Both types are jeevies and men, no doubt. Those who are immersed in external illusions and are vidyamaya are men. Those who are immersed in internal illusions or vidyamaya are sadhakas. And God is immersed in neither, devoid of both. He who has no external illusions becomes a sadhaka. And when he is devoid of even internal illusions, he can be termed a god. Such a person's heart becomes the seat of God. Therefore it is possible to deduce that all is pervaded by God. Though of course the Lord is situated in every heart, sadhana is necessary so that they may discover it for themselves, isn't it? It is not possible for us to see our own face. We must have a mirror to show us its image. So too, a basic marga or path, a sadhana method, a method of spiritual practice is necessary to become devoid of gunas, that is, human characteristics and qualities. Premavahini Chapter 30 The Harvest of Esadaka There is in this world no tapas higher than fortitude, no happiness greater than contentment, no punya or meritorious act holier than mercy, no weapon more effective than patience. Bhaktas should consider the body as the field, good deeds as seeds, and cultivate the name of the Lord, with the help of the heart as the riot or farmer, in order to get the harvest, the Lord Himself. How can one get the crop without the cultivation? Like cream in milk, like fire in fuel, the Lord is in everything, more or less. Have full faith in this. As the milk, so the cream. As the fuel, so the fire. So also, as the sadhana, so the self-realization the Sakshat Kara, is it not? Even if the attainment of mukti or liberation is not directly realized as a consequence of taking up the Lord's name, four fruits are clearly evident to those who have had the experience. They are, one, the company of the great, two, truth, Three, contentment. And four, the control of the senses. Through whichever of these gates a person may enter, whether he be a householder or recluse, or a member of any other class, 
he can reach the Lord without fail. This is certain. Men crave for worldly happiness. But analyze properly, this itself is the disease. And sufferings are but the drugs that we take, the medication that we take. In the midst of these worldly pleasures, one rarely entertains the desire for attaining the Lord. Besides, it is necessary to analyze and discriminate every act of man, for the spirit of renunciation is born out of such an analysis. Without it, renunciation is difficult to get. Misliness is like the behavior of a dog. It has to be transformed. Anger is enemy number one of the sadhaka. It is like spittle and has to be treated as such. And untruth, it is even more disgusting. Through untruth, the vital powers of all are destroyed. It should be treated as scavenging itself. Theft ruins life. It makes the priceless human life cheaper than a paisa or a penny. It is like rotten, foul-smelling flesh. Moderate food, moderate sleep, prema or love, fortitude, these will help in the upkeep of the health of both body and mind. Whoever he may be, in whatever condition he may be, if he gives no room for dispiritedness, if he has no fear at all, and if he remembers the Lord with unshaken faith and without any ulterior motive, all suffering and sorrow will fall away from him. The Lord will never inquire at any time the caste to which you belong or the achara, the practice which you traditionally follow. Bhakti does not consist in wearing kashaya cloth or ochre robes, the organizing of utsavas or festivals, the performance of yagyas or sacrifices, the shaving of hair, the carrying of kamandala, the water pot, or the danda, the stick, the matting of the hair, etc., with a pure antakarana, inner consciousness, uninterruptedly contemplating on God, whatever one may be doing, feeling that everything is the Lord's creation and therefore one, unattached to sense objects, embracing all in equal love, dedicated to true speech, this is indeed the characteristic of bhakti. Of the various types of bhakti, Namasmarana bhakti is the best, remembering the name of the Lord. In the Kali Yuga, the name is the path for saving oneself. Jayadeva, Gauranga, Thyagaya, Tukaram, Kabir, Ramdas, all these great bhaktas attained the Lord through just this one. Nama, or name of the Lord. 
Why speak of a thousand things? Even Prahalad and Dhruva were able to enjoy the darshan, the sparshan and the sambhashan of the Lord through Nama only. Therefore, if every sadhaka will consider the name of the Lord as the very breath of his life, and having complete faith in good deeds and good thoughts, if he will develop the spirit of service and equal love for all, then there can be no better path for mukti. Instead of this, if one sits in some solitary nook and holds his breath, how can he master his innate qualities? How is he to know that he has mastered them? Ambarisha Bhakti Devotion based on surrender like that of sage Ambarisha and Durvasa, the great sage who used the quality of anger to prevail divine will over human circumstances. The combination of these two will result in the fate of Durvasa himself. At least in the end, Durvasa must fall at the feet of Ambarisha. May you avoid becoming such a Trishanku, hung between heaven and earth. May you experience the eternal truth, achieving the genuine state.